This is Lillian, and stay tuned after the podcast to listen to me and my dad. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Nerdball Podcast. I am your host, Lorenzo. Uh, and this spot is reserved for anyone who wants to pay me some money to have their advertisement here. It's all open for you. It could just be a name. I'm crea- I am think I'm creating a chart of like, all right, for this amount of money, I'll do this. Say this name for this amount of money or for per month or whatever. But uh, if you want to get in before the chart is made, then uh, hit me up. The, the podcast at gmail.com is the website or uh, the email. Uh, thank you to all of you for always listening and downloading to this podcast. It's growing because of you. We are all over social media. Just search the Nerdball Podcast and uh, search the Nerdball Podcast on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit that bell. Doesn't hurt you any. Helps us out a lot. So keep doing that. TikToks have been flying off the shelves lately. So keep uh, following those. Uh, just search the Nerdball Pod on TikTok. Uh, I found some pretty cool tools to make them. So they are, they are coming out hot. Uh, now I just need to make sure I am getting them out on time. So uh, keep working on that. Uh, again, thank you all for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. It was a really good one. Uh, and uh, someone that I, I listened to on the radio for uh, as a child and uh, growing up the past four forever, uh, past years. So uh, give it a listen. Let me know what you think. Hit, again, hit me up on the Nerdball Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Hey, it's Andrew Z, and you are listening to the Nerdball Podcast. is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Perfect. All right, Andrew, thanks for coming on my podcast. No problem, man. I'm excited. Yeah, I, I'm excited too because as someone who's uh, been in my life for forever as a, you know, just listening to you on the radio, it's, just, it's a pretty cool thing for me because you've, you've were on the radio for so long and listening to you all the time. And now I see you quite often because our daughters twirl the town <laughs> together. Yes, I know. It's a see you in person all the time. And and here's the thing is you used to listen to me on the radio. I watch you on the football field because my daughter is a majorette. So, uh, so yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Fun times. So, so the, the first thing I always ask people is what is something you you nerd out about? Something you're really into, some hobby, oh. something you do. Uh, it could be something brand new. It could be something you do your whole life. But the point of this question is just to something that gets you away from work so that you can just wind down and do this thing. Okay, well, it's going to sound weird because, you know, we do radio every day, Mm -hmm. um, but that's not really my job. Like, I don't get paid to do radio. I I have a food truck and my wife's got a cleaning company. We have other things. So I don't get paid for radio like I used to. So I don't know if that can count, but media really is still what I'm fascinated with. And whether it's, you know, over the air traditional broadcast or whether it's podcasts or whether it's um you know TikTok or just media in general still is something that i nerd out on and even even traditional linear media like television and mm-hmm. you know who, who, who's changed at the today show and you know the show changed over at this channel and whatever so uh, really media i've always been uh, fascinated by and uh, that's probably my biggest nerd out thing can you can you explain with so you do the radio, you just do it for, for funsies or what? Yep. I mean, just like, just like you do. Yeah. We do okay. it for funsies. Um, we, uh, we do the morning and it's funny because, you know, in, in the old days when it's, when it's your job, yeah. um, you would do it all day long. And now uh, we were on the air from six to nine. I usually get up around uh, four o'clock 
and get the show ready and everyone comes in a little bit before six and we just kind of BS for three hours and then everyone goes about their day and everyone has another job. Demetrius uh, runs a B-dubs and Kelly on our show, she's a realtor and the other Kelly does at home work. So we all, uh, and I then I go food truck. So we all have other jobs now. So radio is, is a hobby. It's what we do for fun. But um, still, after all these years, I love doing it. Yeah, I guess if that's something you've just been doing for years, it's hard to get away from it because it, it and it can turn into a hobby like it is right now. Like, like, yeah, you know, at one point you got paid and it was cool to get paid for doing something you love. You know, Absolutely. I did for a few for, you know, a year or two. I did. a uh, I worked for the Metro Parks. I did a podcast there and it was cool to like get paid to podcast because that's ultimately my goal. Like, hey, I want to get paid to do this kind of stuff, you know, and, right. you know, so so I would imagine. It is, it is, it just pulls you back in, right? Well, you yeah, can, you I can leave it. I mean, I think once it's in your blood, um, mm -hmm. I mean, you just love doing it. Like, uh, just, and the show has changed a lot in the fact that um, I think we're, we're really good at what we do. And, and Demetrius and I have been doing it a long time. And um, I, we just come, you know, in the old days, it was, you know, goofy stuff and stunts and phone scams and, and all that stuff. And we've stripped a lot of that away. And it's really adult conversation because as you know, we've been, I, we've been doing this in this town since 2005, almost 20 years. Um, wait, 20, 2005, 2000. Yeah. I mean, uh, tw well, not tw almost not 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Almost 20 years. So yeah. Um, yeah, we've been doing it almost 20 years. And so uh, people have grown up with, with us and, um, and I think you just have different phases in life. And now it's more about really good conversation and still being goofy and we mm -hmm. have fun and we, and we laugh and, but um, it's, it's really more about the conversation than it is about the other stuff. Um, and uh, I think people enjoy it and appreciate it. Yeah. You, you, uh, you know, when you hear radio, you think of uh, like, especially like morning radio shows i laugh because it's so funny to me like on on uh, parks and rec where they have uh, i forget the first guy's name I, oh ira and the douche yeah. you know like <laughs> like you know they have just weird right. names like that but you graduate to like you said yeah. now like that's 20 years ago you graduate to these things and it's still fun and you just got to change it because after a while you change it to what you want to do You're like mm -hmm. hey if i want to be here i'm gonna do what i want to do 100 this is fun right hundred percent. And it's like having conversations with my best friends. You know, it's mm -hmm. the, it's really the, it's the best part of the day from six to nine for us. And then um, at nine, we all leave and go about our day. So yeah, it's, it's, it is the best part of the day for sure. Is it hard to be on a show? Cause you know, sometimes like I'm doing another podcast tomorrow and it's me and three guests. And uh -huh. sometimes it can be a little chaotic, you know, trying to manage all that. Is it, it I would imagine it is difficult at the beginning, but once you guys get into a flow and you guys all know each other, it makes it a little easier. hundred percent. And it's also a lot easier. I think if you're in the same room, mm -hmm. it's, I think it's a little bit harder um, over, you know, whatever zoom or, or whatever Skype or anything. It's a lot easier if you're in the room, but it's also a lot easier if you've been doing it for a long time. Um, and you just, you, you start to get the, the, the flow of the other people. I really couldn't do a show. I don't think by myself. Um, cause I get bored with the stuff I'm going to say, I like, I, I like, I, having, I like, I like having other people to where I don't know what they're going to say, you know, and I'd rather have that spontaneous conversation, um, with people. And uh, that's why we have, you know, not only do we have regulars, but we also have a lot of guests, you know, yeah. so they come in and you don't know what they're going to talk about. And yesterday we had, um, these girls on Brittany and Meredith, they host, uh, uh, the family trivia podcast. 
Oh yeah, like, I know Meredith. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah. So there. I mean, their podcast gets two million hits a year. Yeah. And um, but you know, Meredith came in, or Brittany came in, and was talking about how uh, her traumatic childhood with a um with a hamster. You know, yeah. I wasn't expecting that on Friday morning, but <laughs> but that's what we came in with, and and that's what I love about it—just the spontaneous conversation. You know, and and if I'm by myself, I know what I'm going to say, and I know what I think, and I know, you know, it's there's just it would get probably stale to me. Yeah, and you know, I, I feel the same way. Sometimes every once in a while, I'll put out an episode. Like if we don't go on vacation, I'll sit and talk about it just because it's fun, and I try to think too. Like, all right, you know, maybe ten years from now, my kids will hear me like talk about this vacation we went on and that kind right. of stuff and you know sometimes i surprise myself like i get done i'm like oh man i just talked for 25 minutes you know <laughs> and then and then i was like was that good i don't even know if it was good right i, don't, I, I you know i i don't know but it, it is. is you're right it is very difficult <laughs> to to just sit and talk by yourself and some guys like bill Burr does it every uh, every week on on his podcast yeah. it's just him and he just talks it's crazy. well there are there are guys that do it and there are guys that do it well well but the, the yeah. ones that do it well are are not as many. <laughs> no. And, um, and again, I, I want to, if I'm doing this and especially I'm getting up at four in the morning, I want to have fun doing it. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I wouldn't want to sit here and just talk, talk to myself for, for an hour or two hours or three hours. It just wouldn't be fun to me. And if it's not fun to me, then I can't guarantee that it's fun for people listening. Well, the audience feels that they, they feel yeah. if oh, there's yeah. fun, there's, if they're, you guys are having a good time or if it's not good, you know, they feel it and like, well, it's, it's, I don't want to be here if they don't want to be here, you know? And it's funny. Cause, um, you know, as radio changes and, um, they call it a depreciating asset, meaning, you know, that, um, I mean, it might be your five years. It might be your 10 years. It might be gone in two years. I mean, with the changing landscape and how quickly it's changing, we don't know how long traditional radio is going to be here. And so a lot of these big companies that own these stations, they're cutting and cutting and cutting. And they're like, well, why do we need five people in the studio when I can pay two people or one person? You know, because you can't quantify to people that don't do it what chemistry is and what a vibe in a studio is. And they just yeah. see they just see you as a as a number that they're paying, yep. as opposed to hey the, the vibe is different with five people as opposed to two people. Like for me, the perfect show is five people. Um, I don't know why, but six and seven starts to become too busy, too, too much talking over each other, whatever. Uh, three is not quite enough for some reason. That sweet spot is about five. And if you look at uh, shows on television, The View or the show The Five or any of those panel shows, you know, they generally have, you know, that sweet spot of four to five people. Yeah. And that's really the number for chemistry wise that I think that you need for uh, for your best show. You know, we've been, you know, we're talking about now current, like what you're doing, but how'd you get started in this business and what made you want to do it to begin with? Um, well, I've been doing it since 87. Well, I graduated in 87 and then uh, went to a broadcast school out. I was in from L.A. Okay. And I went to a broadcast school out in Hollywood called Los Angeles Broadcasters. And I went there for two years until 89. And then I got my first job at a, in a little tiny town of 5,000 people. And there wasn't a stoplight and there wasn't a Walmart and there wasn't anything. It was just a, a little town called Sparta, Illinois. And um, I moved from LA to there. And uh, when I was 18 and, uh, or was I 20? I think it was, I think I was 20. So okay. when I was 20, I, I left, I left my home and, 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 and I've done, done radio ever since. And um, 
still to me, it doesn't seem like it's been that long. It's still fun to me. It's still interesting to me. So um, I, I still love it. What do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you remember a, because with most people, most jobs that adults get, there was like a pinpoint, like, um, yeah, I remember my dad did it or my, or my friend's dad or, or my friend got into it. Do you remember like listening to the radio or something that like immediately was like, yep, I want to do that. I want to, I want to be. On oh radio. yeah. When I was a kid growing up, um, I used to listen to Rick D's in the morning and Rick oh, yeah. D's, I mean, <laughs> Rick D's, you know, most people still know him, but I, I got to grow up and listen to him every morning. And it was Rick D's that really, um, inspired me to to do this and you know it's funny I, I had a radio station for about a year we don't have it anymore uh, we moved over we were on uh, party 1033 which yeah. is a station that was my brainchild that was a station that I launched and then now we're at 1077 the wolf but when I had party 1033 I was able to put Rick D's on in middays after me uh-huh. um, you know just to syndicate he did a bunch of stations so it's yeah. not like he was working for us but it was it was a very full circle moment for me to be able to a guy that I grew up listening to to and really started me in the business now was on my radio station so that that was pretty cool for me um i remember him telling a story once about um do uh, when i was a kid uh, when i was going to los angeles broadcasters someone that knew rick d's told this story and it was a a muhammad ali story because you know when you're doing morning radio out in la all the celebrities are listening to you you know Uh. this is before you had I don't know, a, a billion places to go and streams and podcasts and all that stuff. You listen yeah. to the radio and um, Rick D's would go out in the middle of uh, commercial breaks or whatever. And he would go get some fresh air at the back door at, at Kiss FM in L.A. And uh, uh, he one day he opened the door and Muhammad Ali was standing there. And Muhammad Ali said, can I just come watch you work? And so, <laughs> wow. yeah, so wow. Rick, Rick D's brought Muhammad Ali in. He, he just sat in the corner. Did, he said, you want to come on? I want to talk, you know, be part of the show. He goes, no, I just want to watch you work. And he stood in the corner and uh, and Rick D said he was there for a while. And then next thing he looks up and he's gone and he just left. And then a couple of weeks later, uh, Rick got um, a pair of signed boxing gloves from Muhammad Ali. Just something like, thanks for Thanks for letting me hang out on the show. So, I mean, wow. doing doing the show out there, I mean, I'm sure it had to have been magical knowing that the, the people that are listening to it, I don't know, I don't know why that story started, but <laughs> but anyway, that's that's no. who got me started in the business. That's great. Yeah, I, Rick Dees, I remember listening to him. I also, as uh, uh, you know, we were we were both at dropping our daughters off at a birthday party in Grand Rapids, and we were driving back. And my, my grandparents live in Hamler, Ohio. Uh, uh-huh. And so we, every weekend or seemingly every weekend we would make the drive. My grandparents would come get us. We lived in Toledo at the time and uh-huh. drive us out to Hamler. And, and uh, we're driving back. And I was like, I told my daughter, I said, well, I used to make this drive every Sunday uh, with Gigi. And we would be driving here, listening to Casey Kasem. And, uh, <laughs> and it's, it, it's, it's funny because so when I was listening, when I was uh, going to school at Los Angeles broadcasters, they would set you in, um, in internships mm-hmm. and one of the internships was i did american top 40 with casey Kasem. Oh. now it was casey had it, he had already left and started his own show i don't know what i don't know how they parted ways but then shadow stevens took over for casey Kasem. so i was actually interning for shadow stevens but it was the same show but he was just a new host yeah and and um it must have ended badly because I remember, even though it was a long time ago, I remember a dartboard in the office with a picture of Casey's face oh, on no. it, and they would <laughs> and they would throw they would throw um, darts at it. So, and, and I only I only interned one day, but just sitting in the studio 
and watching him record the uh, American Top 40 was amazing. And I actually took one of the scripts. I don't know if they gave it to me or if I took it or what, yeah. but uh, but anyway, I had one of the scripts and just listening to Shadow Stevens, who's got an amazing voice work. It was it was pretty cool. But um, but yeah, man, I was I've always been a radio nerd from uh, from when I was a kid, for sure. You know, you mentioned getting your first job in Sparta, Illinois. I, I would imagine being in this industry, it leads to a lot of moves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was in Sparta, Illinois. I was in Carbondale, Illinois. I was in Dubuque, Iowa. I was in um, Wisconsin, uh, Green Bay. I was in Appleton, Wisconsin. I was in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I was in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. I was in Flint, Michigan, Saginaw, Michigan. I've been, this is actually the longest place that I've ever been somewhere. And reason being, you know, my ex-wife, she was in television. So it's hard to get a radio and television job in the same city, but Mm. when we could do it, we would move and we moved here, we split up. So you kind of end up staying where your kids end up staying. So I was either going to go get a job somewhere else and leave the kids behind or, um, or stay here and, and, and finish things out. So this is what we ended up doing is just staying here. So I've been here by far the longest of anywhere else, but I've lived in 10 or 12 different cities. It's always fun, you know, a new city, a new station, you, you get, um, I don't know, you, you get a, a just a, an energy from it. I mean, kind of like a, a you with coaching. I mean, I'm guessing you're not leaving here, but um, if you were to go to a, another school and I'm yeah. sure you get the same, the same energy and you know, it's the newness. I mean, it ends up wearing off after a while. And then you decide whether you like that city or don't like that city. But, um, but there is a, a, a fun to, to moving, but you know, as you get older, you, it, it's not as fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you hit the nail on the head with, especially with comparing it to coaching, because that is a thing like coaches will move around. Obviously it happens more, uh, in college, you know, you'll move around, tend to move around more. And that was here too. Like I, there was a couple of times I tried to get a couple of head coaching jobs. I applied to, you know, applied at Northview and, uh, applied to other few other schools and had some interviews. And then it got to the point where I, my kids are a certain age and we're not leaving Perrysburg. So I can't imagine coaching football for a different school, never seeing my son play, uh, if he continues to play and then never seeing my daughter twirl in, with the band, like. So I, I told our head coach, like, hey, I know like that, that my goal was to be a head coach and go other places, but I'm going to be here for a while. Just I just want to let you know, like, I'm, I'm done with all that. So uh, this is where I'm going to be. But it's the same thing. Like, like once you got kids and you're putting roots down, it, it's hard to it's hard to leave that. Well, that's the thing, too, is, you know, I went through some I went through legal issues. And if you don't know, you can look them up. So you just Google me and they're all there. But, um, you know, and I and I was we, we were off the air for, you know, five years, I think it was. Um from the last station where I was fired for my, with my legal issues and then, yeah. and then doing this now. And I'm like, man, you know, the thing that's been my identity the thing I've done my whole life, my kids aren't really going to know, you know, what I do. They're like, you just, I don't know. I struggled for the last 10 years. I struggled, you know, in finding my way when you've done something for 25 years and then that's taken away from you. It's like, well, what is your identity now? Like, what yeah. are you going to do? So, you know, they've seen me do a million things in restaurants and whatever, whatever, you know, but um, being back on the air now for, you know, about a year and a half, couple of years, and they see and they can turn on the radio and hear um, that is fulfilling to me. Not that they care, but um, for me, it's like, well, at least they know what I actually do or what I've always <laughs> done to where there was a time there where I didn't think, you know, as, as, as kids at the age that they knew that they, that I would like, what's your dad do? I yeah. have no idea what he does. <laughs> a lot of stuff. 
Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's that would that would have been the answer. Yeah, and and you know, I, that's one thing. You know, I, I do this podcast. It's fun. People listen to it. This and that. But like, you know, my daughter will put on episodes from time to time. She comes on too. We're actually we're gonna do one after we're done here. She wants to come on the podcast and talk and. Um, and the one she always puts on is the one where that Maisie and Ellie were on. And she always listens to that one. Uh, but you know, to go back to what you were saying, like, it is a cool thing for me too. like, Oh, my, my kids can come on here and and hear, see different people that I talk to and see how I, you know, interact and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's just like an extra thing. Same thing with coaching football, or I took my kids to work yesterday so they could go ice skating while I was working. Like, it's cool to, I, I want them to experience what I experienced just so they're aware of the world and not just, the tiny, not just playing video games in their basement, you know? Well, and, and that's the thing too, is, is my kids, because they spend more time with their mother, um, you know, we've been apart for 10 years. Um, they spend more time with their mom. I think they, they take on more of her personality traits. So they're more, uh, they're more grown up. They're more reserved. They're more, you know, they're not, they're not excitable like I am for the most <laughs> part, you know? And so uh, they t- have taken on more of those personality traits. So like, I mean, my kids, they have a, a radio station in their house and they couldn't give two craps. They don't, they don't, I mean, this, this, if I'm, when I'm at a studio at nine, the studio is empty and it's quiet and it's, the lights are off. And like, if I would have had this when I was a kid, I'd be making yeah. podcasts and learning everything about it and doing all this stuff. They have no desire, no interest whatsoever. I don't know what that is, but I mean, yeah. that's, that's just the reality of the situation. Is you know, as long as, because for so long, people were like, well, what if Mateo doesn't want to play football? I was like, well, he, then he doesn't want to play football. As long as he's doing something, I would imagine you're the same way. Like, okay, they don't like what I like, but mm-hmm. they got other interests. And as long as they're, they're, you know, putting a hundred percent of that, whatever they're doing that day, then that's good. You know? Oh, a hundred percent. Um, yeah. you know, they, they love baton and, and they put every waking moment into that and, uh, it's been successful for them. So yeah, no, it, that is definitely, uh, uh, it's a good thing. You know, and, and why you bring that up your your daughters um are are like and i told Maisie and ellie when they're on the podcast like it's a huge thing uh and and i i hope they understand this and i think as they get older they do is is how much they influence the little girls there and you know as they get older i think they like i said they do realize it um but you can be two years older and and you're they're looking up to you and i think your daughters are well aware of it and they do a really good job of watch of watching and helping and, and i know lillian loves loves them and she loves talking to them she loves talking about them if they're giving her a private lesson uh i know when ellie comes back she always like makes things for ellie like all these things like but it's it, it, they're a big part of her love for baton and, and and i think that they get a lot of that from their mom but they they are very they're 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 kind and they are um they are very uh passionate about it and and yeah. when and they're disciplined they're very yeah. disciplined where i'm not disciplined like they are and um and they've done a great job you know and and that they do understand especially Maisie, uh, my oldest understands you know that she you know when we go to uh, other teams like i remember going to see her twirl with um man i can't remember it might have been whitmer my i don't know where it was but you know the girls from the other team wanted to come and take over could come over and take a picture with her so i mean she realizes yeah. that you know that they look up to her and, and she does do a good job with that responsibility yeah because it is a big responsibility and, and some people can shirk it off but it, yeah. it takes a special person to well, be able to do it it's funny because there's this girl that uh, that me that uh, kensley absolutely loves and always has and she's got her own tick baton tick tock and i mean she's really um 
really uh, an amazing, I mean, she's the best I've ever seen in person. And, uh, but yet, I mean, she just has no interest in, in being a role model. She just doesn't. Yeah. And it's, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and I, she's like, they'll say she's just not real nice. <laughs> and, and it sucks because these girls do look up to them. So when they, yeah. you, you know, man, if, I bet you've met a hero or two, or I've had a chance to where they, they don't live up to, um, in person, what, yeah. what, you, what you would hope that they would be. And I think that happens with a lot of people, but um, I, I think my girls do uh, take that responsibility for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's a big deal. Um, you you did, I don't want to dwell on it, but you, the only reason I want to bring it up is you did uh, about your legal troubles and, uh-huh. you know, like you said, you can Google them or whatever. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're well aware. Uh, right, people, right. Know, people know about you and that kind of stuff. But what I do want to make a point to say is, <laughs> Oh, sorry, my kids. my young, no, you're my good. youngest you're good. jumped in. <laughs> well, no, I, I, do, heard, I heard what you said. Yeah, what I do want to make a point to say is that it's important for people to understand like things happen to other people. And as a, a mother who uh, she's she's actually celebrating her sobriety date today on the 17th. But uh, as a mother who's gone through that, my brother passed away from a drug overdose. Like mm. I know all these things and and I like giving people second chances. And, you know, mm. not everyone does that. No. And, and that's why I kind of want to bring it up like. Like you do have to work harder and that's, uh, you know, mostly your fault for what happened. Right. hundred percent. But there has to be a little bit on the other side saying like, Hey, you know, well, this guy, this guy or this woman deserves a second chance here. Well, um, I, I here's what I say. Here's what I say is, do I think that I got treated totally fairly? No. I mean, sure. do I think I was targeted for who I am? Uh, maybe a little bit, but here's the bottom line is I know that I made decision. I made poor decisions that put me in the position to allow me to let others dictate what happens with my life. Yeah. So if I wouldn't have done, I, if I wouldn't have started those chain of events, none of the other stuff would have happened. So who can I really blame besides myself? So, um, you know, I, I, I hold, which helps me hold no ill will, no animosity. Um, did what I did. Um, it, it's been a, a rough 10 years to get back to uh, some semblance of normalcy. But, um, but again, I, I, I can't blame anybody but myself or, and all you can do is learn from your mistakes. I mean, yeah. that's, and then move forward. Um, I mean, that's one thing I think that hopefully my girls see that is that I don't give up because I've had a lot of things crash on me over the last 10 years. Again, when you're doing, when you've done the same thing your whole life, and then you got to find something new, then, uh, then there's going to be failures there. Yeah. And, and, yeah. you know, and, and my failures, uh, and successes, whatever is, is all done in the public eye. Cause people, you know, in a small town, people know who you are when, when they say you're Toledo famous. So, um, <laughs> you know, you, you know, you see, you see that. And, um, so, but it's okay. Like, I like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a good place. So yeah. thank God. Well, it's, it's good to hear. Yeah. It's good to hear. And, you know, just speaking, you know, of something new, how, how do you go from, you know, doing radio for something. And then you're like, yep, I'm going to get a food truck. Like, how, how does that, how does that come about? <laughs> well, okay. So uh, here's what happened was, you know, I dabbled in food. Well, you know, during my radio days, I had a restaurant for a little while out at Levis Commons and I did pizza and loved it. And, and, you know, we did that and it was super successful, but um, the rent at Levis Commons is $12,000 a month. And you wow. got to make a lot of pizzas to do that. Yeah. And, um, and I'd never had, I didn't have any experience. I never had I, it just, I just jumped into it. And so I didn't know a lot of things. Um, and so I've learned, but I've learned, I've done several restaurants now over the years and, and failed at some and succeeded at some. And during the pandemic, a friend of mine had a bar that was closed, but he had a kitchen that wasn't being used. 
And I said, well, I said, what if I just use your kitchen? And so I created like a ghost kitchen. So I had like 10 restaurants on DoorDash wow. under uh, working all out of this kitchen. And so I did that for a year and able to save an, uh, save up enough money to then buy a food truck. And we're coming up on our fourth season now. That's cool. And and yeah. the name of the food truck? Queso Kitchen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, you mentioned Ghost Kitchen. I just listened to a podcast. Uh-huh. I didn't I didn't realize that this was a thing. Um, where it is like you're on DoorDash and you order your you want you want uh, pizza. All right, we got that. We want this. And they're all like different named restaurants, but right. if you dive deep, it's all the same address. Well, and, yeah. <laughs> and it, and it, but it, it was like, man, what is this thing? It was a pretty cool podcast where they explained like how this happens. Well, things and things come, you know, some stuff like that comes and goes. Like I don't know if ghost ghost kitchens were here and then I think they they almost died as fast as they were were big, but um, but yeah, I, I had bitch don't grow my cheese, which was a grilled cheese place, and then I had uh, I, I don't remember the I don't remember all of them, but one was um just wing it, and we had we did wings. So it's it's basically what do you do is if you've got five sections sections to your menus, if you go to a restaurant. Yeah. You have, you know, if you have a wing section or you have a chicken, you have a burger section, you okay, have whatever. Yeah. And it's basically just splitting all those up and giving each section a name of a restaurant. Uh -huh. So that, so that restaurant specializes in just that one thing. Got it. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. that, that's kind of how it worked. But um, like I said, I haven't seen a lot of, there's still some ghost kitchens out there. I think even, even the big restaurants got into it. Like now, um, I don't know, like, like uh, Chuck Bar, e. Cheese I think pizza. Bar Louie had one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did. And Chuck E. Cheese pizza would did like, pizza squally or something like that i, I don't know who who'd want to take who'd want to order out shitty chuck e cheese pizza but it is can i tell can, you can we swear I, can we not swear oh you can know. swear you can all right, swear. All right, all right. Can, can i tell you though i i don't know what it is and maybe it's because i go there once every five years i chuck e ahead, cheese I'm pizza sorry. chuck e cheese pizza isn't that bad to me i don't know why I, I I, okay <laughs> I, it's easy to hate on well because it comes with drunk parents usually well, attached yeah, to it and snot and <laughs> and, 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 cry, and tears yeah right right, right. <laughs> actually actually we've talked about this uh we talk about food a lot on the show uh my favorite pizza is the is village idiot pizza i mean oh, yeah. um yeah. I'm, I'm i'm a thin crust guy and i like a lot of toppings and um so for me village idiot is is the best pizza uh, around and it's funny because my uncle worked there for a few years and, and their stuff's all frozen like their their crust is frozen their their sauce is out of a can there but i don't know why when it comes together it's magic yeah <laughs> you know and i and, and i'm like you know because as a pizza guy i always said you have to have um, a high quality sauce, a high quality crust, and a high quality um, uh, ingredients, and you make a great pizza. And, and they they <laughs> poo pooed on all of that and make the best pizza. So maybe yeah. I was doing it wrong all these years. <laughs> you know, I I do enjoy Village Idiot. My my brother in law Jake Paluski does the. Um, That's your brother in law. Yeah, yeah. He, oh my god. I we we are married to sisters. So uh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, uh, that is, you just blew my mind. Yeah. I was today years old when I knew that. Yeah, yeah his, his wife is the older older sister to my wife, yeah. Oh, so, wow, that's funny. Yeah, so he does a lot of music there, you know, and, and mm -hmm. I don't get to go to a lot of those Friday ones because I'm, I'm always working, but I've been right. to a few, and those things are banger. Like, there's oh, it's yeah. so crowded. Jake said people get there and start getting there like, 9 a.m. lining up just to get in it's it's, it's pretty crazy <laughs> yeah the 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 day drinkers thing that he's yes, that he yeah. does now once a week is pretty pretty incredible what he's been able to build 
Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and he, he does the listening loft at Levi and Lilac, mm-hmm. um, which, which, uh, is, is shutting down. There's one more show. Um, but he's gonna be moving it around, but he, well, he's, he's on a lot of stuff. Well, you're going to be, um, today years old. When I give you some info, I discovered Jake Paluski. Did you? How's that? How'd that go? I did. I did. Um, back when I was at kiss FM Yeah. and Diddy was doing a show called making the band where he put a band together. Oh yeah. Well, I I did making Z band on the air, and J- Jake was my lead singer of making Z band. Now we only had one show, one show, but he was uh he was the star of the show. Nice. See, I'm, I'm surprised he doesn't talk about it more in his bio because without me, there would be no Jake Paluski. I will I I will bring it up next time I see you. <laughs> yes, I'm sure he'll enjoy that. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Well, I'm sure you've come across. I'm sure you you come across a lot of people like that, where you know, like, hey, I I, I met this person when, and now they're you know big doing. Whatever, oh yeah. You know? yeah, I mean, I met Britney Spears on her first tour ever. You know, oh. she was opening up for In Sync. Oh yeah. And, yeah and can I point- tell you, my wife, my wife would, because uh, at, at one point uh, she was into O Town, and O Town was on would- stage with O Town. Oh, were you really? Yeah. Yeah. So she's still every year. Uh, to this to this day they still go they still tour so she goes watches o-town but she would go buy nsync tickets to watch o-town and then leave (laughs) no way they would even watch nsync or britney spears because at one point britney spears was then headlining and o-town will open for her and then they should just take off yeah yeah. that is so so does she i mean by now at the point of career they are she should know them right yeah oh yeah they know them pretty well they 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 still go. They'll they'll get the VIP things. They took the kids one time. That our, our kids went and checked it out. You know, it's fun. It's uh, I'm not a huge concert guy, um, uh-huh. but uh, I do enjoy like small venues. I went to see Story of the Year uh, a few weeks ago in Cleveland, and it was a smaller venue. And I had a lot of fun there. But yeah, she loves it, and she she used to watch them. You know, seven times a year, she'd follow them around, it, do all kinds of stuff. It's funny. My ex wife was really into NSYNC, so we saw them probably fifteen times. Yeah. And then she was also into um, Matchbox 20 and Rob oh, yeah. Thomas. So we, at one point, we had met Rob Thomas like five or six times. And finally, I told Rob, I said, Rob, please remember her because I'm tired of having to meet you over and over and over. So if you remember her, maybe she'll stop trying to meet you and we'll be all good. And he started laughing. So, <laughs> yeah, but you were, you were saying, you know, you met Britney Spears. And like I said, go along with all these other people you probably met. Yeah. Yeah, I, look, I, I've been very fortunate, and it's funny because now I'm really in in the point where, um, if my kids aren't involved, I really experiences aren't. We have a little one now, so but the experiences are now for them. I almost feel yeah. like I live my life, and boy, I, I got to. I've been very fortunate, and now I'm at the point where you know I'm kind of living for them. I, I'd rather experience it through their eyes than I have to like go out and experience stuff myself because I I'm pretty experienced out like i'm very comfortable with doing nothing (laughs) but you know and it it sucks for my wife because my wife now she wasn't with me through all the Uh, the fun and craziness so she missed out on some stuff but you know it's 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 not a bad life (laughs) i I do i don't know what it is but i do enjoy seeing famous people i i uh it's it's like i don't need like i love autographs but i don't need autographs to like sell them you know i just have them like this this jersey back here signed by charles Nagy. you know like Uh Like I just like getting those things. I went to yeah. the the Hall of Fame uh, probably four years ago now, and watch all these famous guys in their Hall of Fame jackets be three feet away from me. And it's just 
it's just cool yeah. and I don't, I don't know what it is and, and the same thing though but you know like being a part yeah. of it my dad was there and he he couldn't care less about like trying to see all these famous people but i just i don't know i just enjoy fame i, I don't know what it is but um i mean you're definitely not, i mean look at donald trump i mean yeah, when you yeah. think about it you know because of his fame is where where he is today so i mean there are a lot of people in this country that feel the same way as you it's not like you're out on an island i mean that's pretty normal sure. um and i and i like you know i i like being famous people famous people as well um one of my friends i mean if you're if your friend scale is one to ten and let's say ten is your best friend i mean we're maybe on a two or three but paulie shore has been a friend for mm -hmm. many years and um there's times where he would come over to our house and he'd hold our kid and we'd walk outside and they're like, was Polly Shore at your house? <laughs> or when he would come to town, I would drive him around and we would yeah. you know, go get lunch or whatever. But um, so, so yeah, no, I, I, I enjoy famous people that, I mean, their life is fascinating that, I mean, the difference in, in the monies, I mean, it's just yeah. a different level. I mean, you know, I can't imagine living on having to make $2 million a year or $3 million a year just to be able to, uh, to live, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just a different world. <laughs> <laughs> Was there meeting, meeting, you know, actresses, actors, musicians, all this stuff as, as you're, you're on the radio, did that ever change? Like, maybe I want to like try to do some of that or did you just, was just your thing, just the, the radio? No, my thing was always just the radio and them coming coming to town or on the phone or whatever, and then just interview. I love I love interviewing people, but yeah. um, but yeah, no, I, it was. I, I mean, I don't, I can't act, I can't sing, so I didn't really have a talent. <laughs> I didn't have a talent like that, so uh, just being you know being myself on the radio, and I think that's one thing that coming back to it, that's a, what we do well. We're we're just being ourselves. We're just hanging out in the studio with some friends and yeah. and having conversation and goofing on people and um. You know, the great thing is, I mean, if you come in the studio and you're sensitive, um, then you're probably going to have a hard time um, because we're going to bust your balls and you're sure. going to bust my balls. And but I, but I think that's what most people do in their friendships. And that's and that's what we do here. And, and it's fun and and uh, and it works. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, you, you mentioned interviewing people, which obviously I like to do as well. I have, mm -hmm. you know, over two, 200 episodes now where I'm just wow. interviewing people and, you know, it is fun. And people ask me like, you know, how do you prepare this and that? I go, I don't prepare at all. I, <laughs> I, I found if I prepare, then I'm like focused on my questions as opposed to listening. And I do my best and it might come with a little more ands, ums and ands and that kind of stuff, but I'd much rather listen and then if I have a question that fits, then I'll ask it. If not, then I'll, it's a question based on what they just said. Like it, it, it is a, I want to say it, it's easy. The preparation's easy because there is none. The podcast, it's a little bit harder because I got, I want to sound good and make sure everything's going well. Um, but, but this is how I like to do it. W when you interview people, I'm sure it depends on what you're doing as far as your preparation. Uh, but but how does that how does that go for you, man? Honestly, it's it's very similar to you. I do uh, very little prep. I think I'm pretty good at doing interviews by now, so I don't do a lot of prep. But um, I will say that there are times where you done the interview, you're like, ah, that sucked. You know, like I don't know, your quite my questions didn't roll, and or, or their vibe was off, and my vibe, whatever whatever it ends up being, there are yeah. times when you do it like that. I think that um, there, I mean. Uh, 
I don't know about you, but you get off the air, you're like, oh, that sucked. Yeah. But um, but I think for the most part, it's worked out for me. But yeah, I don't do a, a whole lot of prep when it comes to interviews. You know, I may have a one sheet of, you know, you'll need to know what they're plugging or whatever. And yeah. so, um, uh, but other than that, no, I'm, I'm pretty much like you. You know, maybe I'll look them up to see what a couple movies they were in. And then usually I get questions from there and we just kind of roll with it. I am. Um, I've always been the same way. It's just more, I'd rather have more of a conversation yep. than, um, than having questions that, that need to be asked. That's right. I tell people when they come on, like I, I always start with interview, but it's, it's been, the question has always been more from the day. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, what's your podcast about? Well, it's, it's interview slash conversation. Like, uh, like I, I do ask questions, but if you have mm-hmm. questions for me or you want to talk about something in particular, like we do that too. Like it's, it's not, it's not just you know question answer because that's boring to me. Like right, I don't right, want question right, answer, you know. Right. I went all no, these 100%. all these zigzags everywhere and doing all these other things and talking about this. Kids coming in the room. You you know how many times that's happened? That that happens very often. Where you know it, it doesn't bother me. My kids at this point, my kids are older. They know not to come downstairs. And if the door's shut and I'm down there, they, they're not going to come down here. But it mm-hmm. still happens from time to time. You know, it's but that's organic. That's life, man. It's, and that's what right. I want. You know. Well, and it's cool too because I've got you know I've got five. Well, my wife has two uh, daughters, one's 17, one's 14, 16 and 14. And then I have two daughters, 17 and 14, 17 and 13. So we, she had two girls. I had two girls. We got married and we had one who's now five and that's uh, Josie. So um, she just loves the older ones. And it's such an interesting dynamic now to yeah. see like when my little, my five-year-old came in and said, Macy's coming to pick me up. We're going to go do something. She was so excited because she loves hanging out with her with her bigger sisters and i think yeah. when siblings you know, I'm a, i was only child so i don't have it but it's kind of mm-hmm. what i see when siblings are close together then they may have good relationship they may have bad they fight they do whatever but I, you can't fight with a five-year-old if you're 16 so it's more <laughs> it's almost more of a of a, of a i don't know a mother figure maybe or whatever yeah. but um but i love the seeing the dynamic of the older ones with the with the younger one Oh yeah, because it's it's it uh it helps you too, right? Like hey, oh yeah, uh, you know I know as soon as I got my license, my dad's like, all right, now you got to start picking up your sisters at this practice, taking them there, doing this, doing that. I'm like oh my god, all right. But it's it's I, interesting. It's interesting when my, when my wife and I separated, and she said, you know, she wanted a divorce. My first wife, well, it's my second wife. <laughs> um, so uh, she, I said, you know, I said, I said, once you make this decision you were choosing to be out of your children's lives for 50% of, of the time. Are, are we really okay with not seeing our kids 50% of the time? And obviously her, her wanting to be with her kids 100% of the time and hating me, hating me one. So, um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so anyway, um, so we ended up getting a divorce, but, um, uh-huh. but, but uh, what was I say the point of that? What was the point of the story? It was, Oh, so, you know, at, at first it was weird, but it, it's nice. We've had our, my wife and I are able to have our own time because she's, a, she's got two girls from previous marriage. I have two girls from previous marriage and yeah. we've lined it up. So they go to the other houses on the same days oh, okay, okay. so that we can have some time together. And all we have is a little one. And sometimes we can shuffle the little one off somewhere too, because <laughs> it's hard to get, you know, time when you get, when you have kids like that, it's hard to get time on your, um, of your own so oh, i get it yeah but but, yeah. It, but it's not that's why people are like you have five kids oh man you must be a great parent i mean honestly as a parent we're probably a d um <laughs> and, and because they're not we're not all together yeah, why do you say that yeah yeah okay well we're not we're not all together because the, the other parents have done a lot of raising themselves and they're you know we're not with them all the time so it seems like a like a lot but it's really it's really not like 
I think we have her kids on Monday, on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We have mine on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So, you know, we don't have all five kids together. So, I mean, my hats off are more to parents that are still together and have four or five kids because that is a lot with no, um, yet you have no break to shuffle them off to. Yeah, yeah. So that, that is hard. I mean, otherwise and parents, parents, I mean, we're just average parents. I mean, we're not, I, we're below average parents. I mean, do the, do the best you can on a daily basis, but my wife and I really, we're not as organized as we probably should be. We're not as disciplined as we probably should. There are a lot of reasons why uh, we're just average as parents um, or and below average. I think a lot honestly. of parents. Yeah. I think a lot of parents feel that way too. And I think that, I think that makes you a better parent than you think because, because you are seeing these deficiencies and whether you are purposeful and like, all right, I know this is a deficiency. I'm going to try to get a little bit better. You know, that there is that in your brain, you already know that. So mm -hmm. there is, times where you're trying to, to fix that and it's i think the parents we should be worried about are the ones that are saying that they're the best parents in the world those, <laughs> those are the ones we're all right calm down well the one the one thing that i've learned is uh, well we have a, a lady her name's dr d um Dietra hickey and she's a she's a phd phd and she does couples counseling and therapy and whatever but um dr d once said you know that uh, social media we're looking at everyone's highlight reel Oh, yeah. You know, and so everyone, you know, for the most part is posting their best up. So we tend to um, look at that and compare ourselves. Like we'll be sitting here on the couch doing nothing and the kids will be, I don't know, playing with knives or whatever. And then you're on Facebook, you're, you're doom scrolling on Facebook. You're like, man, look, they're at the pumpkin patch. Why are we not at the pumpkin patch? Like, why are we not? Why are we such horrible parents that we're sitting here and letting our kids do whatever and these parents are always out doing stuff with their kids, but we have to remember it, it's their highlight reel. So, you know, everyone's got good times. Everyone's got bad times. Um, and we, we, we can't compare ourselves, even though it's, it's such a, uh, natural thing to do. Oh yeah. Natural and very easy. Cause you're right. When you're yeah. just sitting on the couch. Yeah. It, and then you, but then you got to think like, yeah, why aren't we at the pumpkin patch? Oh, well, we just went there three weeks ago. You know, we were there. We just didn't film it and put it on. <laughs> we'll on Facebook, you know, it's funny because uh, we had this debate uh, on the air. Uh, this we had it a couple times actually. But um, Demetrius, my my partner, he says that if you do something, um, if you do something charity wise or something nice, or you feed a homeless person, or you go out and give coats out, or whatever whatever your thing is, um, and you put it on Facebook, then you're a horrible person, and that you are. Um, you're just doing it for attention and clicks and likes and whatever. And he goes, he goes, that, that doesn't make you a good person. It makes you a bad person. And so I tell him, I'm like, I see where you're coming from, but for me, Facebook, I mean, they call them friends. Yeah. So, you know, you have friends on your Facebook page. So I share things that I think are cool or that I think are interesting. Um, like I would if a friend was sitting here, like if, yeah. if we're having a conversation, uh, if we're sitting on the couch, we'd be like, yeah, yesterday we took the kids out and we went and fed the homeless and blah, blah. It was a good time. And say, so say, I, I feel it as the same thing. So he and I just have that disagreement to where he thinks that I'm thirsty and looking for likes and, and everything. And I say, no, I'm just sharing my life. And, and to me, I don't do that every day. So that's something interesting. So that's something I think that people that, um, that follow me would be interested to see. So I put it on there. And, yeah. um, and it's funny, we have a lady on the show, Kelly Latz, and she has a charity and she said, and actually she posts things on there when she's giving out coats or doing whatever. 
and it spurs more people to yeah. to give. So in the end, if you're if you're even if it even if you're doing it because you want the attaboys, but it helps other people help, where's the harm? Yeah. And, and there are some of those people who like their TikToks. I watch them. There's this guy who goes to every, who goes to a restaurant and he says, Hey, uh, can I get 40 pizzas? And I, Oh, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm feeding the homeless. And nine times out of 10, they're like, they give him a really good deal. They give him the food or something. Mm -hmm. And then there's always people in the comments like, why are you filming this? Like, well, part of the reason this guy that's filming is so successful is because people are know him and will either give him money to help or will go, like you said, go out and help him themselves. But these videos are successful, not just because he's doing it, but that's what, what do you think he's doing with the money? A lot of the, a lot of the money's going back into this and feeding the homeless or helping these people or doing whatever. So there is like a, like if I don't do these videos, then I'm not going to have this money to do these things, you know? Right. Exactly. So <laughs> then, so then less people are getting helped. So how is that a bad thing? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like you said, I can see where he's coming from, but I'm way out. I think I'm yeah. on the other side. I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how how often how often do when you guys are doing the radio, uh, how often do these do these discussions? I'll call them discussions. Maybe they could be arguments. Uh -huh. I'm, I know you guys have like timed, but like where you just can't get away from it, and it's just like rolling into these other things. You're like it just doesn't. You just can't, or it continues the next day. I'm assuming there's some of those from time to time. We we don't get a lot that continue. The, the great thing about where I'm at in life, you know, we, um, we don't own the radio station, but we own the morning show. So, um, so I mean, if we've got a, you know, we have a, a tentative schedule or a tentative, um, Hey, uh, you know, we should both take the break at this time, yeah. but if we blow through breaks, we blow through breaks. If we're having a great conversation, I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna stop the conversation. There's times where we, we go an hour and not and not take any of our commercial breaks because we can do that. Um, our we our advertisers are very loyal and uh, and they've been with us and um, and they trust that we're going to help them the best we can to get the message out. And so we we really have the freedom to do just about anything we want, which which I think is way different from uh, from most people. You know, um, we don't play any music on the show uh, for the most part, and okay. uh, so it's it's three hours of conversation with commercial breaks. And, uh, and, you know, and nowadays in radio, uh, they're like, Oh, you got to play music. you got to, you can't talk that much. People don't want to hear, you know, she tick tock five minutes, blah, 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 <laughs> three minutes, 90 seconds. That's not, you know, that's not our thing. And, yeah. um, you just got to do what makes you happy. And, and I mean, I think we come up, I, I know we come up with compelling content and, some people are going to like it. Some people aren't going to like it. That's just kind of the way it is. I've been doing this long enough to where um, it doesn't really matter to me. You know, I just know that if I'm having fun and we're having fun together, that's why we all do it. None of us are getting paid and we're getting up at, you know, five, four five in the morning. Yeah. Um, so we love doing it. And I think people will vibe that love of us doing it and, and they listen and they get involved. And, um, and I think it works. You guys do it for, I'll do it from your homes. Everyone comes to my house every day. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. yeah. So, um, so the studio is here and we, we do it all in studio. So nice. everyone comes in, um, you know, so it's nice. I mean, it's, it's a big commitment for people and luckily, you know, they like doing it too. And, you know, we, because it's just not the same on Zoom. We, we did it yeah. during oh, yeah. COVID during yeah. COVID. We did it like that. And you just don't get the same vibe as when you're, when you're all in studio. You mentioned you have guests and stuff. Do you have, do you, do people call in? in the show uh -huh. and you guys do those too yeah we take we take calls we take text messages 
Um, so a little bit of everything. And, you know, we, we go where people live as far as, you know, we're on the radio. If they want to turn it on, we are, uh, we have an app where uh, we podcast it so they can get it on demand whenever oh, they nice. want. So we try to, we try to make it, uh, people can consume it wherever, wherever is convenient for them. But, um, you know, when it comes to advertisers, um, they still are in, in this area anyway, they're still stuck on, if you're not on the air, they're not going to, they're not going to write you a check. So, uh. I mean, we stay on the air because uh, for some reason they get, that is some legitimacy, which not really, it really isn't. <laughs> I mean, if you want the show, you can get it on your app and you can get it on, yeah. um, it's the same show, whether you get it on or on demand, you know, wherever you get your podcast. But for some reason, when it comes to advertiser mindset, you have to be on the air, actually on your car radio to, for them to write a check so that's that's why we, that's why we play that game that's the only yeah. reason we play that game <laughs> yeah because it'd, it'd be a lot easier a, to, be, to just throw out podcasts you know yeah they do yeah i mean you have a a radio in your in your pocket like yeah why do you have to have it on on why does it have to be on 1077 but and people's mindset in this area still i mean that's that's changing quickly obviously we know um yeah and, and I don't know how, I don't know how quick it's going to, it's going to change, but in this area, we're a little, we're about 10 years behind, I think. You know, I, I would like, and, and maybe there's something we can, we can talk about. Um, I would like, cause I work for the Metro parks and one of our, especially for me, I work downtown glass city on the East side. Um, and we are, we are expanding. And you're one part thing of the that, ribbon, right? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, the park we, that I work at. We had a, we had a convo this week on the air about it. It was just yeah. how, how good uh downtown toledo is is getting oh, their man. shit together yeah it's <laughs> a mean, lot of fun to be a part of it i tell you that yeah oh i bet you know yeah. and and i i always say though um that i wish the casino would have been out there like over there by uh, international park so yeah. you, know, you have the docks you have the casino you have the ribbon you've got the those new apartments i mean you put an amphitheater there. i mean they're really i think the the casino missed out a little bit but uh, i know that was a lot of politics in there but oh, no, yeah. the downtown town man is 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 really doing well you know when i first got to town uh there they always said downtown revitalization and it you know, people say, oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But um, it is happening and it, it's uh, they're doing a great job. You know, we and we saw just based when, when the, the park opened last June. And since then, uh, a bank, a bank has popped up on the east side on Front Street. Uh, there's a Burger King that uh, redid their building. Uh, I think there's plans to get Front Street redone. Like the, people are putting in efforts because because of they see what's there. And, and you know, we. It's no secret now that the Metro Parks is getting International Park from the city of Toledo. So we got big plans for that. It's going to be a few years before that starts. But, you know, just seeing the plans, uh, the first set of plans, there's some really cool stuff that we are trying to do. So it's just being a part of it. But in order to do that, you know, not only do we need staff, but we also need volunteers. And, and maybe I can partner with you and come on from time to time and just talk sure. about volunteer opportunities and stuff that we have at the Metro Parks, you know, specifically downtown, because that's where I'm at. And we, you know, we have a lot of need for that, especially uh, as glamorous as it sounds, uh, garbage pickup is something that we need a lot of and people, but people come out and, 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 and volunteer for that. So you know, awesome. the more we can get out there, big groups too, you know, we're always looking for big groups, that kind of stuff, but you know, we can discuss this, uh, um, off the well, podcast, but I like, and the other thing like too, that. is even, even if you get off, if you, you look at the East side there and you get, you get off main street, go down a little further. I mean, they're even cleaning up and down where Frankie's and stuff are. Yeah, so, yeah. so hopefully the, the vibe is going to you know hit a you know just keep hitting a little further and a little further and um yeah. it, it, no I'm I'm super uh proud of downtown and, and what it's become over the last 
and we watched it evolve over the last 20 years. Yeah, it, it's very cool. And uh, like I said, to be a part of it, to be right there, like makes it even better. Yeah. You know, I, I always see when there's when either Metro Parks or the news is doing a story of the Metro Parks, the comments, there's always, there's always going to be negative comments. But I always, I always tell my staff, I go, I guarantee those people don't even live in Toledo. Like they just, they're, they live out in these outskirts and have this vision of what Toledo is like or was like, you know, and, and they're just not there. And, and well, you know, I got to tell you, man, when I was going through my legal issues, which back in 2010, 2010, and, um, you know, every day the news is doing a story on me, you know, as yeah. they find a reason to do, to do a story or whatever. And, um, and then you look at the comments and you'd be like, man. Oh, come, come here. What's wrong? What's your problem? Come here. Hold on. Come, come say hi. Come here. Poke your head in. Come on. Right there. You don't know what a camera is? Oh, hello. Hi. What are you doing? <laughs> Josie said dad was on air, but I didn't know what she meant. We're doing a, uh, hi, baby. We're doing podcast. a uh, podcast. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I'll see you, I'll see you smell good. I'll see you in a little while. <laughs> I love you. Um, so, you know, we, when 10 years ago or, you know, back in 2010, when I was going yeah. through my legal issues and uh, yeah. the news would post a story and then you start looking at those comments and you're like, man, people hate me. Holy yeah. crap. And then my wife at the time, you know, I, I didn't leave the house for like two months. Like, I was just like, well, obviously, you know, the, this whole, the whole world hates me. Yeah. And she said, she said, at some point, you're going to have to go do what you've always done. And just live like, like, man, I'm not going out in that. Look at these comments. Yeah. And then you do start to get out and you're like, wow, the average person, you know, everyone doesn't hate you. And, you know, and <laughs> people are saying hi and, and you, you have to realize, I me, mean, you can't. And for the average person, it's hard for them to not focus on the negative comments. But yeah. because I think what I've been through, it's easy for me not to, because I know it's such a small minority of people. You got to think if a post is seen by five or 10,000 people and and there's 10 negative comments. I mean, what small percentage is it? I don't, I don't even know, but yeah, it's a small, yeah. it's a small ass percentage yep. and that's the way it is. And then the other thing I would say about that is if you look at um, Facebook, you can even post, man, puppies are fluffy and there's going to be some <laughs> asshole on there. That's going to have some, some stupid thing to say, Oh, puppies are nowhere near kitties. And both. I'm like, Oh, stop. Yeah. You know, just people, yeah. Some people are just so miserable. Hi, baby. Have fun with Maisie. I love you. Um, some people are just so miserable yeah. that they're, they're going to find it. And then, unfortunately, as a, an average citizen, people will focus on those negative comments, which yeah. which I have gotten away from a long time ago. Well, well, Andrew, uh, uh, I don't want to take up any more time, but I do appreciate you coming on here. And as you mentioned earlier, being Toledo famous, this was a cool thing for me, too. Like I said, I grew up, you know, to me, you are famous. And Thank like, you, it's man. a cool thing to be able to you know, to be able to sit down and talk to you and, and you know, have you on, have you on my podcast. So thank you. And we'll, we'll have to bring you on our show. And then yeah. uh, you ever want to have me back, man? It's, 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 I'm at the house. It's easy. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, thanks again. All right. Renzo, let's talk to you later. Yep. Bye. Thank you to Andrew Z for coming on the podcast today. It was a great, great podcast, obviously similar media. So it was cool to talk about, you know, how he does things, where he got to start all the different moves. You know, going through his divorce and legal trouble. So it's cool to talk about all that. And then what he's doing now, uh, doing radio for funsies. So uh, thanks again to, to Andrew Z for, for doing that. Um, thanks to all of you for always listening, downloading, subscribing to the podcast. Uh, it is growing and will continue, continue to grow because of all of you. Check out the TikToks I'm making. Search the Nerval Pod on TikTok. 
those are uh, coming out hot. Uh, I am enjoying making those. It is fun. And I have more time. And I promised. I don't know if I promised, but that's what I'm doing. Uh, I said I would do it, so I'm doing it finally. So continue to check those out. Reach reach out to us if you'd like to be a sponsor or just have your name said or a shout out to somebody. Throw some money at me at this pot. Throw some money at the podcast and we'll get your name out there and we'll get you a shout out. Uh, all that can be handled uh, through any social media, through texting me if you know me, calling, email, any of that stuff. So just wherever you're at, search Nerdball Pod Podcast and we'll be popping up. So as always, thanks to Real JP Multimedia, Cuttlefish Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab, and Big Daddy Graphics for always helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, she's back after a long, long hiatus. It is Lillian and the Princess Pod. Hello! <laughs> Lillian, how you doing? Good. Good? I feel weird like staring at you that way, So, but that's just what's going to happen. Okay. okay. You're also blurry. I think if you scoot up, sit up. Uh, I don't know why it's making you blurry, but that's all right. All right, so how's things been going since you've last been on? Good. I'm much taller now. Is that all you have to say is good? Great. I don't know. What else? I don't know. So what have you been up to? The fans want to know. All your princes and princesses. <laughs> oh, my God. You remember that? Oh, yeah. All right, so what have you been up to? Baton. Yeah, well. A lot. We can't just say baton. You got to explain. Well, People are watching and listening. You can't just go baton. <laughs> and then that's it. Tell them what's been happening with Baton. I have a competition in two weeks. Yeah? Yeah. What about the competitions you have had? You good. just had one. You had one, right? Yeah. What happened there? Explain. It was, I did good. <laughs> That's it? That's all you got to say? Well, I did really good. Well, what what did you do? Like, what did you get? It's my first time in 9 to 11. Well, my second time. The age, age bracket, 9 to 11? Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, um... We, well, I got a high point award and got first. And what is a high point award? I have no clue. You don't know what it means? No. Oh. Oh. Okay. Cool. Good enough, I guess. Um. And what are the what are the categories and stuff you do? Like, what do you mean? Like, what do you compete? Events. In? Yeah, events. Oh. Um. Solo, strut, model, show, twirl, two baton, and three baton. And you have different costumes for all those. Three baton, two baton, and solo are the same. Model and strat are the same. And then my shelter is different. Yeah. Which one do you like the best, do you think? My shelter because it's the comfiest. Which one is that? What color is that? It's a green and pink one. Is that a new one? Mm-mm. A green and pink one? Yeah, it's like a cheerleading because my song is fired up. I don't remember. green. Oh, green and, and pink like the zombie movie you used to watch? Yep. And my shirt says fired up. Oh, yeah, it does. What's that, What was that movie called again? Zombies. It was just called Zombies? Uh-huh. Zombies 1, Zombie 2, and Zombies 3. Oh, pretty lame. Titles. Huh, pretty lame. All right, what else? Anything else you want to talk about? I just had softball today. Yeah? Yeah. Do you like that, or how was that? It was fun. I like it. That's it? Just fine. We huh? played a game. How was that game? I didn't even see it. It was so fun. Yeah. So you like, So you're in a circle. And like you have to hold your bat, and then let's say, and you'll say one, two, three, go, and yeah. then you have to grab the other person's bat. Yeah. And if and if it falls before you grab it, then you're out. But if you set someone up for failure, then you're out. How do you set them up for failure? Like pushing it the other way or something? Yeah. Oh. Is it supposed to fall a certain way? Some of the bats just stand up by themselves. Uh. If you you have to get there really quick because every time if we get it, you move back a step. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else? 
know. Is that it? I got a Stanley. <laughs> That's a big re- revelation. Uh huh. Stanleys. Yeah. All right. Now, do you want more now, hmm? or just one? Are you good with just one? Um, just this one. All right. So I don't have to decide if I want to take it to school or not. <sighs> yeah, God forbid. You gotta figure out what Stanley to take. <laughs> big choice here. All right. Well, this has been a Princess Pod. What 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 do you what's your sign off? Do you remember? Um, yeah. Goodbye on my. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna. Isn't it goodbye on my prince and princesses? Goodbye on my princess and princesses, and be slay all day. Bye.